0: Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, ALPHA, BRAVO, ECHO. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.
1: Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty?
3: what's next what's happening what you gonna do you got the money you owe us motherfucker we're putting the band back together
4: you were the backbone the nerve center of a great rhythm and blues band you can make that live breathe and jump again for me and the lord we got an understanding we're on a mission from god so what happens
1: now? Is the food free or do we pay someone?
3: Of course not. They send you a bill. Are you ready, Steve? Uh-huh. Andy? Yeah. Mick?
1: Okay. All right, fellas. Let's go! Uh, yeah. We'll do it live. Nope.
2: We'll do it live! Fuck F- it! They came to work every day. And there were no days
1: off. The show goes off.
0: Oh, God. So Ryan Kerrigan is a eagle, a dirty, stinking eagle, follows in the footsteps of, by my calculations, Andy, Arthur James Monk, Mm -hmm. Brian Mitchell, and now Kerrigan, three prominent Redskins who became... Eagles. Well, different circumstances. One, Monk
4: was just hanging on. I mean, the Jets had released him when he went to Philadelphia. Mitchell. Oh,
0: that's right. He went to the Jets first.
4: Yeah. Okay. Mitchell wanted to go in the division because he wanted to play them twice a year. Oh, and he lit them up. Yeah. So he that was intentional to go to Philadelphia.
0: Kerrigan. Eh, you wish him well, don't you? Guy Gazunt, as you like to say. Yeah, I mean, he, w- he was— Galdi, a- aren't we forgetting about Jeremiah Trotter? Well, remember went, that?
2: He went from the Eagles to Washington and then back to the Eagles. Right. And Washington was still paying him when he went <laughs> yeah. back to the Eagles, which is <laughs> the always,
4: best part. Always
2: worked out that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The
4: thing about Kerrigan, though, when he came, you thought that this guy was going to be a game-breaker. And in his first game, remember, he tipped an Eli Manning pass in the yeah. air, took pick it six. in, six. Pick six and yeah. you know, man, this guy's going to be busting up games.
0: And what he was was a steady performer. Steady? He's the all-time sack leader. I know, but he's the, it, do you like sacks, Galdi? I like sacks. He gave you sacks. He's not
2: the best pass rusher in the history of the franchise. Bingo. But he's top He's top two. Like, he's, after Dexter, I think he's number two. He's okay. A, he's ahead of Charles. Why is he not a great Dexter? pass rusher? Did he disrupt the game?
0: He had sacks every year. Yes, he had 95 sacks in 10 years, never missed a game. Why are we not lauding this guy? He missed a game? He missed four games this last year. 2019. Okay, but he had a streak until this past year. He did. Why aren't we lauding him as one of the great Redskins of all time? Because the team stunk. That's part of it. There's another part of it, too, by the way. As I get up here, and I'm going to go adjust the blinds here, you discuss amongst yourselves for two seconds. I have a theory on this. Why do you think he's not as respected? That's the right word.
2: Well... I think he's respected. I think with Kerrigan, though, there was definitely a pushback the last few years of people trying to point out every little flaw that he had and what he wasn't. I think to your point, there should have been more of an appreciation for what he was, you know, instead of getting caught up in, like, what he wasn't. Okay. But, like, if you look at his per-game production, Dexter blows away Ryan and they didn't start tracking sacks till eighty two. Dexter's first season was eighty one, so we have no idea what Dexter's sack total actually okay. should be. It should be a lot higher than what it. Had Another been. knock
0: was Kerrigan was not good against the run. Well, neither was Dexter. Oh no, De- neither was <laughs> Bruce Smith. Yeah. Oh no, Bruce Smith. Came,
2: <laughs> Bruce
4: Smith wanted the robe and the coins. I know he was here. He was here for the sack numbers. And and with Dexter, when you say per game. You do have to factor in a couple of drug suspensions well, there,
2: too.
1: So, so <laughs> but still. Yeah, but so, still.
4: Hey, you know, the one thing about Kerrigan, he was there. You, you could count on him to play. See, I think that counts that for a does, lot.
0: It does. Don't, don't, don't analysts say that best ability is avail? Yes. Ability? Right. right and right. he was always available? Can't make the club in the tub. That, right. Exactly. I think, Galdi, part of what cuts against Kerrigan is that he was John Cena. Too perfect. He was clean cut. Fresh faced, the promoted face of the team during bad years, and a white guy. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not trying to stir any shit up. But there was a lot that goes into I hear callers to our stations in town. And the dogging on Kerrigan is beyond belief.
2: Yeah. No, he's he's a classic white meat baby face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People, people turn on That's what on I'm that. looking for, the white meat baby face. People turn on that, and especially, like you said, with the team being bad, yeah. it's like those two things don't go well together. If the team is good, then you look at him and say, oh, what a wonderful guy, you know, big staple of franchise during this glorious era, but the team stunk. Yeah. He was this white meat guy, and people, I think, turned on that as
0: time went on. Uh, very boring, too. I remember when we would have him on the radio, Andy, yeah. and I thought, this is a big get. Starter, mm-hmm. defensive player, Ryan he, Kerrigan, he, let's go. He's said and, nothing. He's and- Midwest. He's, he's Purdue. He, you know, he's, he's sort of like John Jansen, too.
4: And, and Jansen was a guy who was a very good player on okay. bad teams. Yep. And he was liked, and then he couldn't play at the end. The thing that you worry about with Kerrigan, you remember the Jansen game when they came and they played Detroit the next year? and Detroit had a 19-game losing streak, and uh, Washington was losing the game, and and Jansen was like the fifth-string lineman, and he's yelling at people on the sidelines and
2: gloating and all that. So yeah, kind of wonder about that with Kerrigan. Well, I'm
0: glad he got a job. I thought his career might be over. I thought he was going to get no offers.
2: I think he got humble big time. I mean, this lingered for a while, him on the free agent market, and then he told John Keim that Washington told him from the get-go it didn't want him back. Which is another really interesting thing. I mean, right. Ron Rivera is purging this team of all these guys who've right. been here for years. You think it's
0: a systematic purge? Yeah, yes, I do. I agree,
2: and okay. I don't blame them. I think it's the right way to go. Mm. But they, they didn't. They were not interested in bringing him back. Yeah. So. All
0: right, let's pour one out for old Joe Valerio. Yeah. Dead at 71 years old, died of cancer. He of the infamous Valerio Productions. <laughs> the Sports Reporter is brought to you by Valerio Productions on ESPN on Sunday mornings. I didn't know him,
4: uh, but I felt like I knew him through all the people I knew who worked on that show. And that was the beginning of what we have now. That That is the reason we have Pardon the Interruption and all the other shows that have mimicked
0: it. It's remarkable to think that the only time ESPN had opinion at that time was a thirty. 30- Minute slice on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. with some old ass dinosaurs, you know. Mitch Album and uh, Bill Conlin Bill Conlan turned out to be a pedophile. Yeah, uh, you know. M- Album, who was a turned out to be a wild exaggerator. Yes, maybe even a plagiarizer. Was he? Well, it, was, it wasn't that he
4: he wrote a story about an event that he didn't attend. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) That's that's right. The final
0: four, right? You know, semantics. That that was bad.
4: But you know, you see, you say, "Dinosaur." When Lupica was on it, Lupica was the the. Big young thing. I mean he was he
0: he no he had <laughs> That's sad that he'd be the quote well, big young thing.
4: He had personality, okay? Turned out people hated his personality when he had bigger forums. But on that show he had personality and He so was he, the little,
0: little yapping dog. Yeah. He would stir things up because the other opinions were pretty genteel. Right. You know, Bob Ryan, eminently reasonable, mm-hmm. good guy, yep. but sort of milk toast. Who else threw bombs? Nobody,
4: yeah, right? And they'd have they'd have like Leonard Coppett, who was on, who covered like DiMaggio, and he pulled
0: his pants up to his chin. And, <laughs> you know, like, I don't remember Leonard Coppett. Yeah, yeah
4: they're old timers. But the guy the guy who made that show go was Dick Shap. Dick Shap was brilliant. He was he was just great at this, and he could sometimes say three or four words in a whole show, and somehow
0: it all stayed together. It was really good. So what? What spawned then the, the basically the hot take culture that came of ESPN that they are now? It's all opinion now. PTI, it, right? Yeah, PTI. So that was it. That well, changed the game. What happened, that changed the game.
4: What happened was Roy Firestone left, or they fired him, or however it worked out. He was doing an interview show. And then there was a guy named Chris Conley, I think is his name and he did a show that was similar to that. It was really boring, and they okay. took it off, and they came up with the idea. You know who did it was, I think, Mark Shapiro when he was, when he was working at ESPN. He came up with the idea because he knew Tony and Wilbon, and he put them together, and they already had chemistry. I mean, hmm. that, that was, that was a, a perfect storm there of an idea to have two columnists go at it and columnists who had been doing what they do on TV for 20 years before that. And everybody yeah. else is trying to imitate that.
0: Oh, well, pour one out for old Joe Valerio of Valerio Productions. Meanwhile, Marv Albert, Andy, is stepping down. Mm. Finally, 55 years I, of doing NBA games. It's amazing. I would
4: yield to Al on this because your dad would have you grew up in New York, right? Yep. So yep. so
2: Marv is his guy, has to be, right? Marv's the god in New York. Yeah, I mean, Marv was a star in New York, what? 40, 50 years ago? Over 50. Doing Rangers games, right, and Knicks games? He he started out as a ball boy for the Knicks. His mentor. Marv
4: did? Yeah, when he was a kid. And uh, Marty Glickman was the uh, Marty Glickman's like the godfather of the whole business. Okay. And uh, he he took Marv under his wing, and he had to miss some games in the early 60s. Marv was like 21 years old, and he started doing some Knicks games here and there and became voice of the Knicks like 67, something like that, the Rangers, Mm -hmm. about the same time. And at one time, this is how big Marv was. And this is when local TV sports was still a big deal, you know, like the days of Glenn Brenner and, uh, right. and and George Michael. He would do the nightly sports on Channel Four in New York. Then he'd sit down and do a Knicks or a Rangers game. Then after the game was over, he'd do the sports from the site. Then he'd hop on a plane for the weekend and go do an NFL game or an NBA national game. I mean, he was as big as it got,
2: especially in New York. Do you think if what happened with Marv in 97 happened today in no. this current no, environment, no would he have lasted another no. 25 years? No, he no.
0: went he went Jurassic Park on a woman's back yeah. in yeah. a sexual orgy.
2: Here, in, right, <laughs> right in this area. Yeah,
4: Arlington. And, and, was it really in Arlington? Yeah, yeah. And, and, right in this area. I remember seeing him the night before. Before he was arrested, Vanessa
0: Perhock. He, yeah, he was doing. I can't re, can't unlearn that name. I yeah. don't know why I knew it so well.
4: He uh, he was doing a, a, a Knicks game at the Capitol Center. I was I happened to be there that <laughs> night, and then the next day, I read he's arrested. And was uh, she
0: an escort? She had an affair
4: going. He was married. Oh, at the time and he, uh, that he, was his Gumar. Yeah, and he come down here. You know, oh, I got to make a run to Washington. Yes, yeah. yeah, okay. I'm gonna <laughs> bite your back. And every and then with was, authority. And then all these things, things came out. How Marv used to like to sing show tunes. I mean, it was, it was so incredibly
0: embarrassing. Yeah, it was. Say, when
4: he has his mug shot, is he gonna have to take off his toupee? And you know,
0: right. <laughs> you know, all those things. So he lost all those gigs after that, right? Just
4: just for a while, real short.
0: time. And then they're like, "Is everything quiet down?" And they're like, "Let's slide." Him back in good for him for enduring that I mean that's a lot of personal embarrassment but like you said Galdi we're in a different day and age
2: no way would last today no
0: no no way I mean with the me too movement Mm -mm. no wouldn't last so pour one out for Marv he he said in a self-deprecating statement today now I can focus on my gardening and my ballroom dancing (laughs) yes and it counts now his son has been given the A job in hockey mm-hmm. with uh uh who is it? Uh Turner. The, TNT. No, the no the, the analyst who did it with uh, Doc Emmerich. Oh Eddie Olchik? Eddie Olchick, yeah. So basically uh Kenny is going to be the new Doc Emmerich. Yeah.
4: And he's, he's – both of them – I don't know Marv. I know Kenny a little bit. They're both – everybody loves them. They're, they're down-to-earth people, really nice guys. And right. Kenny's local.
2: Kenny yeah. was doing Caps games years ago. So Yeah, nice good, to see that. good
0: for him. Good to see good guys get gigs, right, when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got an email here, Andy, I want to read. This is right up your alley. It couldn't have been more timely in terms of the request that came in. This is from one uh, Kenny – In Rochester, New York. Ready? He writes, Zabe, I don't make a habit of highlighting PFT and all that often. I don't want to be infected by the media bias pandemic. However, a post was made about new Washington football team Red Wolves receiver, Deami Brown, wearing number two for them. A blip on the bottom said that he wouldn't need to do much to become the greatest number two in team history because basically nobody's worn it. I then looked it up and found out, in great punting sensation, from the bowels of Emporia State University, by the way of Iowa State, one Kelly Goodburn is one of the last guys to wear the old deuce.
4: Mm -hmm. I think he was cut for Reggie Roby, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) Of course, you would know all this. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, my emailer says I had no idea who he was. You probably do. Anyway, I'd love to hear quick segments about guys like this who are blips on the Redskins' history radar screen, but nonetheless had interesting careers. You and Andy are older fans who need to pass off all this Redskins' history to us younger fans. I appreciate these nuggets that you and Andy give to us. I'd be interested in hearing more. Okay, I got two names for you. Okay, Billy White Shoes Johnson, Steve Bartkowski.
4: Okay. Billy White Choose Johnson one game, returned one punt, and I think that's the last game he ever played in the NFL. Okay. And then when Joe Theismann broke his leg and they brought back Babe Laufenberg to be the backup, they needed a third stringer around. Okay. And, and Steve Bartkowski finished up his career here. And there's, there's a few like that. Uh, Deacon Jones played one year. He was a
0: random Redskin?
4: Well, not random, but, you know, he had that Hall of Fame career mostly with the Rams. I think
0: he wants random Redskins. Well, okay. Who's your favorite random redskin Galdi?
2: Sean Alexander. That's a good one. <laughs> who was here
0: running back? Yeah,
2: yes, yes. This Remember he was the MVP of the league in 02, I want to think. And okay. he, was, he was here in 05 and he liked did nothing here.
0: Wasn't that the year they also brought in Priest Holmes?
2: That was 2010. That was a Shanahan first year. (laughs) They brought in um, Willie Parker, Larry Johnson. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Shanahan brought in. Not Priest
0: Holmes. Willie Parker, Larry Johnson, and the third guy who was also way past his prime. Well, they
2: had Portis. That was his last year. Okay. So maybe it
0: was just two of those. Oh, they brought in Joey Galloway, too. Yes, Yes, they did. There you go. And I remember the one time we had access to Bruce Allen, downtown Mm -hmm. at a remote, remember? Mm -hmm. And I was able to -to face-to-face go, you know, you're bringing these guys in. Like, what do you how many catches do you think you're gonna really get out of Joey Galloway? And Bruce Allen, every slick, this is why he lasted so long, more on him in a second, says Oh, come on. What, are we playing fantasy football here? <laughs> do you remember him saying that to me? I, I, I vaguely do. I also remember this. What a slick asshole he was. <laughs> I got to give him credit, Galdi. That was a good response, but fuck him. It was a <laughs> shitty signing. It was a. No, it was like, what are you doing? You're signing bubblegum cards. I, know, he, I thought you were smarter than that. He did nothing. Well, no, he had, exactly. He had
4: nothing on the roster. But I remember when he was first hired, we had him at the Super Bowl. And we were, the line of questioning was, you know, is Dan Snyder going to be making scouting trips with you? And, and he just, you know, no, 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 he's the owner, you know,
0: this. <laughs> and what do we know? <laughs> Who's scouting RG3? There's right. Danny
4: on the sideline taking a look.
0: Yeah. Uh, Flipper Anderson was a random yes. redskin. Yes, yes. Wide receiver yes. who lit it up for one year with Gus Ferrat, I want to say.
4: Uh, I don't think he lit it up. I think he was okay.
0: Okay. Henry Ellard Henry lit it Ellard, up. Henry Ellard. That was great. Had a good run here. Former Ram. Yeah, yeah. Henry Ellard was here for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, random redskin. Andre Reid came
4: here briefly. Okay. In 2000 when they had injuries at receiver.
0: Rich Gannon was a random Redskins, yeah. once upon here. a time. Yeah. Before yeah. he became
4: a star, right? Yeah.
0: Exactly, when he was just sort of lingering in the league and then he had this great resurgence mm-hmm. lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, other random Redskins. Ben Davidson. Remember the big handlebar mustache? No. He was here. He was a big star with the
4: Raiders in like the 60s and the 70s. He was here briefly before that. all that happened.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. So maybe once a week when I have you on, Andy, we'll do one Random Redskin to help fill in the gaps since this listener is a big Washington football team fan from Rochester who wants to hear about the guys of yesteryear. So, De'Ami Brown wearing number two. That is kind of weird. How do you feel, Galdi, about these low numbers now allowed in the NFL? I
2: love it. You do? I love it, yeah. I think think this is needed. NFL's got to relax on this stuff. It's one of the cool things about college football. And guys do look faster in singular numbers. I don't know why that is. but Really? Yes. So that'll add to his 40 times.
4: What about you know, this Brady bitching about it, though? What do you
0: make of that? Either he's totally correct because he knows a little bit about quarterbacking, mm-hmm. or he's just bitching. Mm-hmm. Something makes it hard for me to think they wouldn't just block a guy anyway if he right. wears six and he's barreling in on Brady's yeah. ass, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, who cares what number he is? Fucking block that right. guy. It's not complicated. Yeah.
4: Giants had a guy linebacker, Brad Van Pelt, wore number 10. Looked kind of cool. He did, yeah. Because how can wore. you wear a ten? Because he came in right at the time they made that rule. Like for for years, guys were coming in the league and keeping their number. There was a quarterback who played in the seventies, maybe into the eighties. John Hadle, wore okay. twenty one.
0: All yeah, right, I a feel like that. So I'm going to combine both a redskin a number thing with a random redskin. This is the greatest story ever. This uh, I think young Kenny will like this. Ifiani Ojalete. Oh, hey, oh yeah. Tell the ballot. Who wants to tell the ballot of Ifiani Ojalete, and his number 26? Go well, you guys
2: were presiding over this when it was happening. Right. Well, Andy?
0: Okay.
4: Well, he, he wore 26. and Safety? They, yeah. Safety wore. They traded for Clinton Portis.
0: Who in Denver wore? 26. And Clinton's like, hey, man. What, it, what would it take for me to get that number? My yeah. pockets are straight. My yeah. pockets are straight. Clinton, not being the master negotiator, settled on a price of?
4: $40,000. <laughs> to which there was a $20,000 down payment. And Ifiani Olete was then cut. <laughs> and... Clinton, I think Clinton had a case. I don't know who his lawyer was. But... Himself. Like Fred Davis, who <laughs> yeah. represented himself in a nightclub
0: skirmish. But
4: Clinton said, well, you know, I was, then I was going to get the number anyway, so I'm not going to give you the, the other. back
0: half. Yeah. That's so, null and void now.
4: So they went to court.
0: Ifiani Olete took Portis to court court here in Montgomery County.
4: And they settled, and Portis paid 18000 plus... I, I, court costs, it, it, court costs, and if he got a lawyer, he probably had to pay him too.
0: God bless Clinton. So, Clinton acted How do you like. How he ever go broke? Huh? How do he ever that go happened? broke? <laughs> Clinton acted like the money was never going to stop flowing. Yeah, he well, should have said, you know what? You're probably going to get cut. I'll wear something else in camp. Yeah, and then I'll just lean on the coaches, going, "Hey, you need to reassign this mm-hmm. number to me. I'm a big star here."
4: If you uh, if you look at some old pictures, John Riggins when he first signed with. Washington wore number 29. Because, no way. Yes, because they had a running back by the name of Moses Denson. And Rigo, being Rigo, goes, well, 29, okay. And <laughs> Moses Denson got cut at the end of camp, and Rigo
2: got 44.
0: Cooley said he took 44 or 47 because he was just lying around. And it was like a weird, sort of interesting number. That would be Cooley. He and made they, it cool, though. And they
2: gave that away the second he was off the team. That yeah. was that was so bad the way they did that.
0: So how the, you know how this league is, man. It's brutal, man. Dogs yeah. park, but the caravan moves that's on. That's right. And that's the NFL right. retires you. Not the other way around. 100%. Like, who was it that recently retired league-wide, I forget, big player, and it was like, wow, I guess that's it. They hang him up. All right, uh, back to uh, good old Bruce Allen. This story blew me away. Mm. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, outlined how in the court case between Snyder and Allen, Snyder tried to cut Allen's compensation, his payout for being fired in half Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. And Bruce Allen had to take him to court to go, what is this bullshit?
4: Wow. The latest is they settled before it went to court.
0: It's a matter of nuance. Yeah. Scaldy, I, I shouldn't be floored by anything involving this owner. Neither should you or you. Yeah. This still floored me.
2: So I actually taped an interview with a guy who broke this story, Daniel Kaplan of The Athletic.
0: Nice. On the Al Galdi podcast, yes, available sir. wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe and listen to it daily.
2: Absolutely. The extent to which there is animosity now between Dan and Bruce really is unbelievable. I mean, this is something else. So you've got Danny launching all these discoveries into all these different people because of this defamation stuff, right? So he did it with Jesse McLuhan. He did it with this guy, John Moog, who acted as the the lawyer for the disgruntled minority investors. Right. And that it has turned like this with Bruce. It's one of the all-time divides. I mean, these these two guys – You know, they were the two peas in the pod. They were the tag team. They were the two guys. You know, Dan was never going to fire Bruce. Not only does he end up firing Bruce, they're in court with each other. And the whole point of this discovery is Dan is looking for more stuff for maybe further legal action.
0: Yeah. Like, we're just getting going with these two. I I thought this was the ultimate ride or die, that these two. Yeah, right. To the very end, as soon as Snyder realized, I got to cut him loose, he becomes, put gum on his shoe. He's dead just like LeVar Arrington did yeah. before that, Vinny. just like Vinny did before that, just like any number of people. Yeah. Yeah. So who, Who's the good guy in this, though? With Dan versus Bruce, who's, who's the
2: baby face? Who's the person that you get behind? Who's the sympathetic figure?
0: <laughs> Not Bruce. Not I, Bruce. He, he can't. He no. can't get behind either guy. Because yeah, Bruce was such a ruthless, cocky asshole when he was here and a bad team president winning off the field yeah. and all this other bullshit. But he stood up there. He took arrow after arrow after arrow for, for Dan, who hid behind him. Right. Our culture is damn good. <laughs> That's another statement yeah. that you say to yourself, I can't believe you actually let that come out of your mouth. That's the epitaph. But, right. But, but and the, now and now Dan has just, I mean, tried to fuck him on his, his getaway
4: money. He did, that with, he did that with everybody. He used COVID. That's what happened with the partners. He said, because right. of COVID, That's we right. can't give you your dividend. And yeah. they went, What? What are you talking about?
2: COVID, <laughs> COVID's beautiful. You can use it as an excuse <laughs> yeah. for anything. Yeah. NFL NFLPA is using it as an excuse to not show up for off-season workouts. Right. It's like, You eh, it's COVID. Yeah. You know what uh, you however,
0: mean? you do know that now that excuse is going away for a lot of us. Like, hey, can you come to my wedding? Can you come to this party? <laughs> ah, I can't, COVID. I'm worried. It's too late
2: now. It's going bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: By the way, are you guys going maskless now, I ask you, since uh, it's been lifted? Uh,
4: not in a restaurant.
0: Be- will you go maskless if you're not asked?
4: Uh, I go and – no, I put it on – Do you wear it voluntarily? Yeah, in a grocery st- – well, grocery stores, I guess, are still requiring it. I don't
0: know. So you're really not, like, ready to get rid of it? I'm
4: <laughs> sort of comfortable
0: with it now. Galdi, what about you?
2: Uh, where I can be without it, I am, but there's okay. still a lot of places. I live in Montgomery County, so there's still a lot of places
0: the where you People's have People's Republic of Montgomery yeah. County. <laughs> They'll be one of the last places to finally give up the ghost be on this. Be wearing it
2: in 2050. Uh, yeah. Exactly.
0: So Caps won game one at home before about 3,000 fans, I want to say. Not much. Pretty weak environment. I saw the Panthers Lightning game last night. It was a rock 'em, sock 'em affair. Florida? Yeah.
4: Yeah, Well, that's been open for
0: months. Well, that's the thing. So I'm thinking that Florida, they had much more in the stadium. This is going to be an advantage as the playoffs come for hockey and for basketball, is mm-hmm. it not?
2: Yeah. Although we know the Caps history at home in the postseason, it's not exactly sparkling, so no. maybe it's not such a bad thing. You don't FIFA think it's going to
0: be a big deal? I, I I just think I love watching the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, because it's such a great cauldron of energy, mm-hmm. and without the full house there, it's it's a bit of a weak cup of coffee.
4: It is. It's different, but, you know, they they're. it's interesting with Washington, too, with all the, uh, the goalie strife they've got and what's happening with Kuznetsov. Oh, for those that
0: don't know, the two Russians, Kuznetsov and Ilya Samsonov, mm-hmm. the goalie, they were already on the COVID list once to start the season. They somehow landed back on it again, because I think uh, the goalie tested positive, and uh, Kuznetsov was a close contact or whatever. And then he got guys like Carpenter, not Carpenter, you got guys like Sverluga pretty much shaming the, the players, like how bad boys. I'm like, you don't know fucking where he got it. Like, I hate that attitude. It's like, these, these incorrigible Russians... You know? Yeah, well, the, the message
2: from
4: the team is they're not too happy with them. No. Isn't that the vibe you get? Well yeah. were
0: they out licking stripper poles? Well, Who they,
4: knows? It could have been. Vodka sure. <laughs> <but, but laughs> You got to,
2: like, Kuznetsov, of course, has his reputation, right? He had the cocaine thing a few years ago.
0: Well, that, that works against him, yeah. yes. But
2: the, the Sam you know, the other goaltender is Vitek Vanacek, and it really is like an RG3 Kirk Cousins thing, because Samsonov was drafted to be the goaltender of the future, And he's had one misstep after another. He got in this ATV accident about a year ago. mm -hmm. Couldn't participate in the playoffs. And so it's been one mess up after another. So Vanacek (laughs) has kind of become the guy. But, of course, they turn to this uh, 39-year-old Craig Anderson on Saturday night. It's a great story that this guy ended up getting the
0: win for them. It is a great story. I tuned in late, and so I missed what happened to Vanacek. And I see Anderson in there. I'm like... Is this a fucking house goalie? <laughs> no, I'm he, like, where do we get this guy? He looks like it. Yeah, and he was falling down in ways that I made know. me think house goalie. I know. Yeah, well, and it's like, no, he was a legit NHL guy. Very good, but very good six years ago. The yeah. Caps
2: have Chara, who's 43, going on 44. I <laughs> have Anderson, who's 39, going on 40. You know, Ovechkin's older, Backstrom's older. Like, it's really crazy how old the team is, but... You know they're up one zero. So okay. is
0: this is this it for the run with Ovi? Ovi's contract is up. Would We've you pay said that
2: before they're, they're going to pay him?
0: Okay, they'll pay him something. He's working without an agent, which I think is crazy. Does he, he need me. it though? Well, yes, everybody needs an agent you when you're getting paid millions it? of dollars. Well, you
4: run past a uh-huh. lawyer, you know, like in the NBA where the contracts are structured. They don't really use agents. Well, you anymore. could
0: get an agent and say your fee is going to be one percent. Will you take it? They'd go yeah. Because it's a layup 1%. It's an easy deal to make. Or
4: you pay a lawyer $500 an hour, and he takes three hours to look at your contract. Oh,
0: you were really cheap, Andy. Well, but
4: so this is not
0: you and me negotiating this, a lease on a rental space. That's why they
4: call it a max deal. You, you can't get any more money. Like You may have the best agent in the world. I need more money. This is the max. <laughs> this is all you get. So,
0: But there's other things in it. There's other details that could possibly be hammered out like I don't negotiate <laughs> yeah. NHL contracts you think but like Kramer once said Galdi well they're the ones writing it off you don't know what a write <laughs> yeah. off so, is so they know
4: okay. so. but, but if, if you're
0: Kyrie Irving do you really need it
4: written in there that you can take off whenever you want to you just, you just do it <laughs> it's the NBA yeah.
0: You yeah do whatever you want alright right. Um, hi I'm Terry Henry
2: and I invite you to listen to the last days of Maradona It's a podcast where we will reconstruct the last moments of Diego Maradona's life. For many, November 25th of 2020 marked the death of a god. But throughout this series, we will discover that the person who died was just Diego. A father, a son, an idol. The Last Days of Maradona, a Spotify original podcast.
3: At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan.
0: And John Wall is apparently headed for a buyout.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, it's a bad team. It's a bad team. But, uh- and he's a shot player. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something. I, I, have you dredged up the columns from the early part of the season when Westbrook was a uh, turnover machine? Oh, and, shit. And, and some suggesting this is among the worst trades in the history of the league? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: in I mean, our direction.
4: No, that the Wizards had made a big yes, mistake. Right, that it was a bad a, trade
0: in and, our direction. West- we fucked up. They were saying it was a horseshit deal. Yeah. I'm sure I said that. Well, I don't think I said that. My, my stance called he was, yeah, Westbrook for wall. Why not?
2: Let's get nuts. What what we didn't know was how injured Westbrook was, yeah. that he was dealing with this severe quadriceps injury. That's okay. why he wasn't playing in the second games of back-to-backs. That's why his numbers were really bad. He had all these empty triple-doubles that nobody cared about. Once okay. he got healthy, Oof. he turned things around. The Rockets were horrible. Wall calmed down. Because, remember, Wall initially got off to a good start. And, you know, remember, too, the trade isn't wall for Westbrook straight up. It's wall and a protected first-round pick for Westbrook. So okay. it, it, I know for me it, it was reminiscent of the Portis trade where you're like, it wasn't just that you traded champ for Portis. It was champ and a pick for Portis. So That
0: was I mean, a high number two, I think.
2: Yeah, which they used on Tatum Bell, who became a thousand-yard back because that's what Shanahan right, did. Right,
0: right, 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 right.
2: But right now I don't think anyone would undo this trade. Westbrook, for all of his faults, and he's got faults, but he's tenacious. He's largely durable, and he has carried this team down the stretch. I mean, he has been amazing. These triple-doubles are something else. He had a game the other night. He had 17 assists versus one turnover. I mean, that's that's crazy. That is. You can get caught up in, like, he doesn't shoot well and will occasionally be sloppy, but 17 versus one like that? That's amazing. No,
0: that's really good. I mean, it's the first good break we've had with this team in a long-ass time. Well, They're t- fun as hell to watch.
4: I'll tell you something else. There's some other players on this team, which yeah. which if they stood out in the parking lot, you wouldn't even ask them to, to sit in your car and give them a ride. Robin Lopez is great. Do- Is doing, like, these Kareem things under the basket, <laughs> these, these hook shots. And I watched the game yesterday. Yeah. If his name wasn't Ish Smith and his name was John Wall, you'd say, wow, spectacular. He came off the bench. He had a near triple-double. He, end, these end-to-end runs when he gets the ball and, and races up the court. The guy's been around for like 12, 13 years in the league. He's right. been with every team in the league at least once. He's played for about, literally 12 to 14 teams. Yeah.
2: And he was tremendous. He's been awesome. The trade for Daniel Gafford looks like oh. a steal. Da- Daniel
0: Gafford, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He's really money. He's T- tough. Uh, Tommy, Rebounds.
2: Tommy Shepard's made a lot of good moves here yeah. in two
0: years. Gee, a lot better than the old guy yes. that Andy defended <laughs> time and time again. Okay. Who
2: said
4: in Ernie we trust? Who said it first? Maybe me. Okay.
0: But I stopped trusting him after a while. <laughs> yeah, I did also did said, I said Patrick, said Patrick Ramsey was a young Brett Favre. Yeah, right, right. I said yeah. I would trade three number ones for Jay Williams yes, before did. the motorcycle accident. Oh i said some done shit, you yeah. know. I'm on the air a lot. <laughs> the shit's going to come out that's dumb. You're going picks. what's the dumbest thing you've ever said? <laughs> you being uh, the... strenuously logical, well-researched guy that you are.
2: I said RG3 in 2013 was going to have the greatest comeback season ever and was going to put to shame what Peterson did off his ACL.
0: More wrong, I could not have been. I I said about RG3, I said he is unnaturally mature, which turned out to be the exact opposite. Because I bought into his bullshit successories act where he had learned all the quotes, you know? Leadership is something that's da-da-da, and teamwork makes the dream And right. he still
4: does that. You know who else He still does, it? exactly. On Twitter. Yeah. It's like he won't stop. I know. The grizzled Tom Lavero who loved to tell the story about the news conference where the airplane went oh, over. The planes! Yeah, the, the planes! plane
0: went over and he stopped!
4: Okay. He paused! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because of the planes! <laughs> he said that all the time. Yeah. He
0: was raving about that, basically? Yeah, yeah. That,
4: he, that he was so, uh, you know, cordial, cordial <laughs> to the media. Oh, my and,
0: God. Yeah,
4: everybody bought the, the, the crap that he was spewing. Uh,
0: okay. Did you see the cruel prank that apparently somebody played yes. on this kid who went to the Atlanta Falcons facility mm-hmm. thinking he had been called by the defensive coordinator of the Falcons, Dean Pease, right. and offered a tryout at rookie minicamp. Shows up and they're like, yeah, yeah, we don't see you on the list. He went public with it. Oh, wow. Did you, you didn't see this? No, ah, I did not see I have that. an
4: alternate theory on that, though, and it's almost...
0: its I Go it's, ahead. It's, I'm with you on it's, this. It's
4: evil, but, but here's my thought. It looks like the guy got totally pranked and screwed, and somebody played a, an awful trick on him. On the other hand, if you'll do anything to get to the NFL, this is not a bad idea. Is it work, you're yeah, saying? You, it you,
0: could you, be a work inside a work, yes, inception style. You
4: have, you have a friend who has a 404, what is it, Atlanta 404? Yeah, 404. 404 area code, text you, say, I'm Dean Pease, show up at the Falcons facility. Then you show up at the Falcons facility and say, well, I'm here to try out. They go, hmm, your name's not on the list. Well, look at this. I have these texts from (laughs) Dean Pease. He says, show up. And, you know, in some cases they might say, oh, okay, I guess we missed one. Get a jersey and uh, go run out on the field. They, did, they didn't. They caught that. I'll, I'll give you a, 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 an example of this. There's a guy, I don't know if you worked with him, Rich Cook. Did you yeah. overlap Rich Cook in this yeah. station? He was at Maryland. He told me this. He tried out for the football team. And the way they did it with the walk-ons was they had the helmets, and they had a piece of tape across the top, and you had your name on it. And you showed up for the morning practice, and if in the afternoon, you had, there was a helmet there without a name on it, you were cut. So he said he kept a piece of tape in his pocket yeah. and would put it, and
2: went to put it on a helmet. And- <laughs> so smart. Yeah.
0: Wow. So he brought it with him. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm still on the team here. They got it. They caught But yeah. the, so, idea, the
2: idea that a GM would text you to invite you to a tryout, like, really? You think that's how they do it? Like, right. They call you. They call your agent. They're not just going to send you a text and just count on you seeing that. Like, come on. And, he's, I, and his
4: agent is, is a former, it's Corey Alexander, I think, former oh, it is player. Oh, it okay. is. Yeah. John,
0: Tavius, John Bryant is yeah. the young man's name. I think it could be a work inside of work that this now becomes a sympathetic. Situation where the Falcons go, oh, we got to come on in. Let's give you a look see.
2: Maybe. It's a Smollett.
0: <laughs> Jesse Smollett, yeah. Yeah. but this could be well executed if he ends up getting looked. Yeah, chances are he's not going to make. Jesse was sloppy. That's true. To so yeah. remember the remember the, the didn't the Cowboys once bring a guy in from the Joe's versus Pros yeah. reality show? Yeah. Wide receiver yes. had dreadlocks. Had a mm-hmm. big game against the Niners once. Yeah, that yeah, happens right. once in a while. I love those stories. Herb Mulkey.
4: That's the that's the long time one. From, Her, and who
0: was Herb Mulkey for those that don't remember
4: George Allen. All-comers tr- all tryout at uh, Georgetown University, 1972, mm-hmm. and uh, Herb Mulkey had never played college football and showed up and ran, as they said. I mean, it was a hand-timed run, but supposedly ran a 4-4 on a wet wow. field and became an all-pro kick returner for a year. Yeah.
0: If they held an open tryout for radio jobs, Ooh. how many people would line up? Oh, everybody. <laughs> From here to the moon and back, right? Because everyone thinks they can do it. And everyone, Andy, has how many good shows in them? One. One. (laughs) Which is usually what? Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? What's your favorite sports movie? Who's the best athlete of all time? And the call is LeBron overrated. Yeah, and then the,
4: the lines <laughs> light up I'm like, "Oh well, look at this. They love so me easy. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: easy. So easy. They love me." Right, and then comes tomorrow. Yeah. What are you going to talk about tomorrow? Well, that's like uh, I had Ronaldo Nehemiah on the
4: show last week when we had Skeets. That, yeah, Skeets Nehemiah, who was a uh, track
0: star yeah, who played been, briefly for the Niners. Yes,
4: would have been in the Olympics in '80, but we boycotted athletes who were amateurs, couldn't make money. He went to the 49ers, played three years, and uh, was on a Super Bowl team, replaced, by the way, by Jerry Rice. If you have to go out, that's not a bad way to go out. Sure. Um, and uh, who was the guy, the DK Metcalf, when he was trying to qualify? And he just basically, you know, poured water all over it. Now, Metcalf did probably better than who he poured
0: water all over it?
4: Nehemiah. He said, He said this guy is not going to qualify. This is too big. Yeah, too big. But he, he
0: ran a good time, Goldie, for a dude as big as he is. But he's not, incredible. He's a monster. But not not Olympic. Olympic. He athlete. was he was ninth yeah, in he the beat, heat, which was dead guys. last. I think it was dead last. I no, heard.
4: but he beat, in the other heat his time was better than two
0: other guys. So you can't poo poo that. No. no. He was better than other guys who only do sprinting. But, but and he, he plays in the NFL. But he wasn't going to make the Olympic team. The, well, okay, fine. Yeah. Just don't tell Tim Tebow he's not going to make the Jaguars either. How about
2: the guy Washington's trying to work as Samis Reyes, this Chilean guy? Yeah. Never, Chilean
0: tight end. Never played football at
2: any meaningful level, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're trying to w- make it so that he maybe makes a team. Wait till he gets a helmet to the ribs. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, yeah. He, now, he's built like a tank. I don't know if you've seen him. He looks incredible, but, of course, there's a little more to the playing tight end than looking
0: great. Do you think that's what separates those in the NFL, those that can withstand the pain yes. and understand the violence and almost relish it to a certain degree, right?
4: I go back to the Chris Cooley thing. You'd be surprised how many guys don't like football. Football, if you don't like it, is hard. Right, and it's it's, it's you're, painful.
0: You're three weeks into August. You've never been challenged before in your career as a college stud. You're getting your ass kicked every day. You're exhausted. You're hurt. Nobody cares. The media's starting to go. I don't know if this second rounder is any good. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Mm-hmm. And you're
4: like, why am I doing this? Do you hear the uh, AJ McCarron take on Tebow? No, he was in the Jets camp when Tebow had his last go round there. Okay. And he said, everybody's saying, oh, yeah, uh, Tebow's doing what he should have done 10 years ago, become a tight end. He says, guess what? They tried him at tight end with the Jets. He, he was couldn't, terrible. Couldn't play. Yeah. He said
0: he, said he, he, said he <laughs> ran couldn't a – Couldn't block f- guys, yeah. didn't move very
4: well, not, not fluid. Ran a four eight. You know, that's, that's lineman.
2: Isn't this insulting, too, to tight end, Tebow to tight end, this guy Reyes to tight end? Yes. Like, all these experiments you do at tight end, like what does that say about that position, that teams are willing to even try stuff like it's this? It's the
0: arrogance of how hard can it be. No, it's an- so.
2: Antonio Gates, too. Oh, Because there's people.
0: that one outlier of, hey, there's this guy that never did it, and he turned out to be great. But Let's you don't see this at
2: other positions, though. You know, no one does this at like running back or obviously quarterback or anything like. That. Like tight end seems to be the spot where teams try to do this, do these
0: like you know experiments with people. I suppose it's like right field in baseball, right? Just <laughs> put them in right field. Stick them
2: out the left field. Yeah, stick
0: them left out left field. Yeah, not yeah. Right, field. No, right, right field. Right field. Literally. Right Wait, which is the higher leverage spot, right or
2: left? And the major is right field in, because because more balls are hit to right field, and you got
0: to make a throw to third. Yes. which is a more difficult throw than yes. from left field. On the defensive
2: okay. spectrum, right field is actually up there. Okay. But in, oh, little, yeah. in Little League, you, most of the hitters are right-handed,
4: so very few balls are hit out there. I know. I played right field. so <laughs> 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 they, they stick you out there. when they That's where they want to hide you. That's that's the place where they don't want
0: to. Did you chew on dandelions while you had your gloves <laughs> sitting <laughs> under your arm, <laughs> not paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> every, every
4: once in a while, there'd be one
0: fit out there. Oh, no. Andy, <laughs> Andy, go get it. <laughs> yeah.
4: Andrew, go and, get it. I did not have much speed either. Yeah, right field. Is Which the, is, problem. Right field,
0: right field is the position of shame yeah. in Little League. <laughs> so, hey, while we're here with baseball, Galdi, I had to talk to you, man. This yeah. Shohai Otani is something Andy else. Something.
2: Hopefully he stays healthy. He's spectacular.
0: So what does the Galdi take on him, the global Galdi take on Shohai?
2: I think you have to try to do this because the amount of value someone like this can provide, if he can do this, is otherworldly. If he can excel as a hitter and excel as a pitcher, and to me, you do whatever you need to do. So if he only has to pitch once a week, you do that. You you know, you go by the Shohei rules, you, you abide by whatever you need to do. But this is really special that he can do both at an elite level.
0: Ne- There's really never been someone like this since really he Babe Ruth. can play in the field too. He did. Yeah. Yeah, he can. I mean he can, but he's not usually there. He's yeah, usually DHing, right? Yeah, and I, I wouldn't I don't think it's worth the risk to do okay. that. Okay. But that'd be three spots he holds down. Yes.
2: And you know, it's also like he don't have to start. He could be a reliever. So you could start him in the game as a DH, and then as the game goes on, move him to pitcher and have him. You know, pitch. there's all kinds of things you can do. The problem with him has just been he's not been able to stay healthy. But if he can stay
0: healthy, he's, he's that's really incredible. Good what lineup. he does, like nobody has in our lifetimes been able to throw like that and hit like that at the highest level. He's also
4: leading the team in stolen bases I think, right? Is He's, that right? He's he a freak. It was like six. and they don't steal many bases but he stole like 6.
2: Yeah.
0: Last, last Will we season. see more of these guys in the future, yes or no? no.
2: I don't think so. I just no. think it's really hard to do this. Okay. Yeah.
0: How's baseball treating you so far, Garfield? Good,
2: man. Uh, Nats have got some problems, but yeah. uh, they're not Fixable? Out
0: of it. Yeah, I think so. The yeah.
2: division has been very disappointing so far. It has so. been a little bit, you yeah. know, yeah. meh, it's minus.
0: Not, not overly impressive. Andy, no. you like it baseball so far?
2: I
4: do. Uh, the Nats drive me crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Brad Hand blew a couple of saves last weekend, and I was very nervous when he came in yesterday. I'm, I'm a Nats fan. I'm, I, it's, I'm a full-fledged Good. Nats fan. You should be.
0: They've been in town for 20 years now. 15, but yeah. Oh, yeah, 15.05. Thank you for that. No, I like Andy I like,
4: uh I like the baseball. The baseball. I like
0: the baseball. The baseball will get us through the summer. I like the fact, boys, we're going to have the NBA and the NHL deep into July, which we've never had. That's what it
2: should be. Yeah. Thank you. Start the seasons in December. The stuff about going head to head with the
0: NFL is lunacy to me. Right. The one league that decided to get out of the way of the NFL, the PGA Tour, that moved the Mm -hmm. PGA to May, which is this week. Smart call. So they could wrap up the FedEx Cup playoffs by September eighth or whatever, and say okay. Yep. Summer's over. Here's football. We're done. For yep. the most part. But
4: the NFL is chewing up more and more. They're like, Oh, I know. It's, it's like a spill on the carpet. It's just moving, <laughs> moving, moving. Go, yeah, uh, we're going to take a 17th game. And you oh. watch. There's going to be double buys. And they're going to say to the players, oh, yeah, you're going to do 18. I know you don't want to do
0: 18. Right. But it's going to be 18. But the NFL is now in a fight with the union to reclaim this sweet offseason ground of the OTAs and minicamps. Because the battle now, as you know, Galdi, is... We're not coming in for that shit. We didn't last year. There was no big deal.
2: Yeah. Now I I wonder though. Do you think the NFA really cares about that? Like, if you're an owner, do you really care about the NFA stuff? You think so? Yes,
0: because it keeps your arms around your players, and it keeps. It's not a revenue generator, though interest generator. It's a headline generator. It's a clickbait yeah. generator. It's ground gained, and I think these guys never want to give up right. ground yeah. gained.
4: And look, we had we had incidents. Who was those t- two former uh, Washington defensive backs who got in a card game scuffle, y- y- you know, where they Brought a gun in. Oh, Quentin Dunbar. Quentin Dunbar, and, and <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, so the longer they're away from they the facility, they robbed the whole party. Although yeah.
2: they got, they apparently they got set up. It wasn't legit. But so.
4: what well, the point is? That the, the Did longer, they have handguns, Goldie?
2: Uh, I don't know. I okay.
0: Don't know.
4: <laughs> the longer you ha- you keep them away from the facility, the worse. You you, you just want to have sure. them there to keep an eye on them. That's, sure.
0: Exactly. That's, that's one
2: But the the, the the NFLPA every time the CBA is coming up, always starts yelling and screaming about we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to hold out. There's going to be a lockout. Blah blah blah. And they never do anything. No. They never win these negotiations. They always get humbled because you can't get all these guys on the same page. They don't all save their money. And so it's like, they can say whatever they want, and at the end of the day, the owners win these negotiations every time right. in the NFL. Oh, I'll
4: never forget. The, the one 10 years ago, the lockout, yeah. which really only locked out like the uh, – They missed the
0: Hall of Fame game. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. The, the only they, thing they missed. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and you, right. you
4: had players taking out interest, uh, 20% interest oh, on, on, yeah. on, on $500,000 yeah. loans. That they, was outrageous, and, yeah. yeah. They, they couldn't live without the money.
0: So. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so uh, what was I going to end on here today? I had a segue in my mind. Anything you guys want to talk about before we're done here, as always – Download, log on, get Galdi's podcast, the Al Galdi podcast. It drops every day, every week,
2: every day, out by five a.m. Monday through Friday, of course. So that's so the
0: on the, on the the Galdi way,
2: nice and early when you wake up, it's waiting there for
0: you. Exactly, yes. uh, Al Galdi and, on and the uh, the, Nats bo- the Nats
2: chat podcast, post game Nats talk with uh, nice. myself and Mark Zuckerman. We having a lot of fun doing that. So excellent, uh, that's available as well. We're looking so as good, is good as well. Yep.
4: Andy, I'm on uh, AM six thirty. Six thirty still lives the little engine that could. Bram Weinstein's on there as well, and okay. I'm on every day at 10 o'clock, sometimes till noon, sometimes right, till good. 11.
0: Do you see where Bill Gates apparently got advice from Jeffrey Epstein about ending his divorce, <laughs> yeah. ending his marriage? Yeah, like yeah. that's an unfortunate thing to come out, right? Yeah, is that is that that's not the guy you want to confide? Probably, in. In. Right, Probably not, right, Goldie? Like, yeah. hey Jeff, I don't know, man, it's a loveless marriage. What should I do? Ooh, come to my island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're on the islands, man, you will like it out here. How about
4: her when she thought she was going to
0: announce it in March? She
4: rented an island for one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a night. I saw that. Night.
0: <laughs> I saw that. And she wow. wound up
4: hanging with the kids there. Yeah. I'd
0: love for this schedule goal to be permanent, but I think they don't want to occupy the summer because there's international competitions some of these leagues get into – and the ice in July is not very good in arenas. All the humidity, it's, it's, it's a little dicey. I just think, especially for the NHL, it is suicide October,
2: November, December. Three months, the NHL goes head-to-head with the NFL. Like, what are you doing with that? And with I the NBA, NBA's ratings have plummeted in recent years. I know. Don't go head-to-head with the NFL?
0: I know. But I think the NHL doesn't care, per se, because they've got their diehards that still go to the rink. Mm-hmm. Opposite NFL Sundays, I've always wondered. Marveled at that. It'd be like this great NFL Sunday in October oh, there's the first third Caps game of the year. (laughs) And that building, Ted's house is full. They do. Well, some of them wear like a badge of honor. (laughs) You NFL people. Exactly. Like, I'm not a slave to the NFL. I'm here to watch a hockey game. One of 82. (laughs) (laughs) But they show up. I think you start the NBA on Christmas. That's their day. You start the NHL with four outdoor games on New Year's Day. Bing, bang, boom. That'd be beautiful. Finish in July. Start cinching up what is normally the worst span of sports radio we have mm-hmm. which is June to July which is best sports movie and yeah. what other things do we have Pete Rose yeah. <laughs> Pete Rose. I don't <laughs> even think that's still a topic well days. it is
4: now because because now you put him up against the steroid guys <laughs> well at least he didn't do that
2: uh, and, and and
4: so. and then we also have gambling involved in baseball now yeah,
2: it's legal so Rose, you know? how about Pete Rose about that? Galt, are you gambling these days uh no I don't have the balls to gamble come on yeah I know I, I need to summon the courage'd you be good Ah, uh, yeah, you know what? No one's good at it. You may be good for a little while, but there's a reason those buildings in Vegas look as they do. For as
0: good as you think you are, there's people on the other side setting the lines. 100%. Even better. 100%. Because that's all they do yeah. every day. And their jobs ride on it to make sure the numbers are right. Yeah. And they get information coming in all the time from people's money. So they go, oh, wait a minute. There's stuff. Hold on a second. What's the Danny DeVito line? Everybody loves
4: money. Yeah, everyone funny. needs
0: everyone needs money. That's why they call it money. money. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I wish I could pay you money for this, guys. Thank you for your time, though. No, that's 46 minutes of your life you'll never get back. It's great to have you in the van with Andy Galdi. Yes. And uh, if you ever want me to do a home-and-home home on your podcast, just say that. I right. would
2: love for that. I appreciate okay. that. Maybe we can talk about Aaron Rodgers coming to Washington at
0: some point. So. I've taken a break from that with you guys today because I've talked it to death. Don't know if you have a quick thought on it.
2: Uh, I hope like hell it happens. I have no belief that it will happen. What would
0: you surrender? Uh, Being I, as a guy that doesn't like to surrender assets. Yeah, I typically. know I
2: don't. I would give up essentially what it would take to make the deal happen. I would.
0: Three ones yeah. and any player on defense not named Chase Young. Yeah. That was my price. Yeah, I would do that. Three ones, anyone not named Chase, and I'd keep another second or third round in my pocket if that was what it took to finally close. Yes. That's a huge price. I'd Fuck it. Because there's no reason to think he's going to fall off, right? No, he's good for four years. So pro bowl guy for four years. Boom. Well, I mean, yeah. how do you not do yeah.
4: it? I mean, look at what we saw with Tom Brady. And you're, you're the one that said RG3 was too expensive. You're the, you're the were I was the, one of the few guys going, and, I know. And we went, whoa, whoa, what are you talking
0: about? then he got here, I fell for his fucking act. And I was like, bed. you know what? This guy's really good. He's got <laughs> it together. No, he was a narcissistic douchebag. But it is what it is. Uh, I think I saw a stat. We haven't had a 30-touchdown passer in forever. Yeah. Since uh, since Sonny
2: Jurgensen in the 60s. That's the last one? It's pathetic. 30 30 is a low bar. Every year in the NFL, there are like seven, eight guys who hit 30. No, Eh. 30 touchdown passes is not that much. No. It's less than two a game. And we haven't had one since Sonny in the 60s. Which tells you something about Sonny, right? What was not a pass-happy NFL, and he gets a 30-plus touchdowns. But that we haven't had that since then is really incredible.
0: Yeah, it'd be like not having a 20-home run hitter in baseball yeah, right. in that long of a time. Do you
2: remember Lavernius Coles? He had, yeah. He had
4: 90 catches.
0: He caught one touchdown pass. <laughs> I remember that. Thrown by Chris Cooley. <laughs> right, 90 catches for a very low average because they were all hitches. Yeah. They were all slip screens because Joe was very timid at the time. Last season,
2: the NFL set all kinds of passing records. Washington as a team totaled 16 touchdown passes the entire year, Sixteen. That's like a total out of the forties. Really bad. Sixteen touchdowns. Four passes. games
0: for Marino. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> did you win loss win loss the record after it came yes, out? Yes, I did. And what did you have? I'm, I'm ashamed to say it. Seven and ten. I got no. I, I mine
4: went the other way. What? I, I did it game by game. I came up with eleven. And Look six. at that.
0: Eleven and fucking six. <laughs> six I know. haven't won eleven games in thirty years. I
4: know, I know, I know. You're I know. You're caught
0: up in the offseason season furor. What about you, Galdi? I had eight and nine. You had eight and nine. Yeah, okay, that's probably where it I is. Probably, somewhere. You know. you know, it's an eight and eight league. Seven and nine. It's a seven and nine, nine and seven league, right, Andy? No more. longer because of these new fucking numbers. I hate it. <laughs> oh, another one's coming. You know, you, can,
4: you, you these guys can uh, hop up and down. We're not taking seventeen. <laughs> yep, you're taking seventeen
0: games. <laughs> exactly. All right, I'll buy you bagels over at Bagel City, guys. Thanks. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Look forward to that. If you know where there's any own. gas, let me know. I need I got to get some. some.
4: You I got some. did? Oh, congratulations. Go up to Germantown.
2: Don't go to
0: D.C. 88% of stations are out of gas. Is that what it is? Well, just 80 The District of Sh- Camomley. Shocking
2: that D.C. would be in a rough spot. Sh- huh?
0: Funny how that is. All right, boys. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Oh, yeah.